Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome back to the second part of our show, um, The Verbal Outpost. You're joining myself, Raheel, with Hamza and Shafiq. Um, just to recap the first part, we've been talking about the last part, the last segment of Ramadan um, and how that usually goes. Um, just to kind of wrap up that conversation almost, um, obviously we're now at what last 10 days here and once it goes on air there will still be a few days left um and one of the points i mentioned earlier was some people may still not have taken advantage of this month of ramadan and by now they might even be thinking i've wasted the last three and a half weeks there's no point in me doing anything for the last half a week here um i'll just try and do something when ramadan comes next year how would you guys respond to that if you saw somebody like that and they're struggling with that if anyone thought like that i'd be very surprised if anybody has that um if anybody thinks i don't have any time now leave it until next year that would surprise me i mean the obvious answer is there's no guarantee that we'll be here next year mm -hmm. um we do and particularly in the past year would have thought COVID had hit us and the amount of loved ones that we've lost in the past year. Um, so obviously there's no guarantee. Um, but on that note as well, is really we should be treating every Ramadan as if it's our final. And we have lost loved ones and when we have, you know, that they would have had a final Ramadan and we will all have one as well. Yeah. We don't know when we're going to go. So, in that sense, um, we should treat it like the last one. But also, it's not over until it's over. It's not over until the final night. And we can obtain Allah's mercy and his forgiveness at any point. And we shouldn't dither or get too lazy or too complacent or think that we've done enough it should really be it will only be enough when that final minute goes and we're making that final dua at iftar time on the final fast that's the final moment so up until that point yeah all better off yeah 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 i think that's a brilliant point that you know regardless of where you are in ramadan you know whether you're one of those that have been doing things constantly or you're just kind of catching up now it's not too late until literally the last moment, like Hamza said. Um, and, and it kind of resembles to the general principle in life, isn't it? That a person could have lived their entire life doing nothing good, but then they've had, you know, in the last, let's say, year or so, last, last part of their life, they've completely changed it and that's brought them closer to Allah and that's gained their mercy and forgiveness. Same, same thing with the end of Ramadan, isn't it? I mean, uh, as Hamza mentioned as well, I was thinking now more than ever, the whole death knocking on your door is the biggest sign as uh, we, people have lost loved ones, you know, and it was because of COVID and it wasn't, you know, just, oh, they got ill uh, from just, I don't know, anything else or uh, they've been in an accident or whatnot. It's because of COVID. So I think now more than ever, people should realise that someone could just pass away and you need to spend as much time as possible in your last days, potentially your last Ramadan, 
doing as much ibadah and making as much dua as possible because Allah knows, you know, you might get COVID in the next few months or you might not make it to next Ramadan. And I think the, I think complacency is probably the biggest issue is people thinking that they've done enough and they don't need to do any more. And I think that's probably the biggest issue. And I think that reminder about death is important for that, but also as well that with Ramadan, it's not, it's not just a case of if we obtain Allah's mercy, then we're all good. Otherwise, it doesn't really matter and you know, we'll get it somewhere else. It's not a problem. Actually, um, I mentioned a couple of weeks ago that there was the situation where the Prophet went onto the member and where he said, I mean, three times and the Sahaba asked him, look, yeah, Rasulullah we saw you do something today. Um, what was it? You know, we, we saw you say, I mean, three times. And the Prophet said that, look, uh, Jibreel came to me and um, he cursed three types of people. And so, yeah, the, one of those types of people was somebody when the prophet's name is mentioned we don't say sallallahu alaihi wasallam second type of person was whose parents are alive and we do not obtain allah's mercy through serving those parents and third one is a person who goes through ramadan and has not been granted the mercy and forgiveness from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said amin to that dua about those that cohort those people will be incursed so if we don't obtain that by the end of ramadan actually we are of the losers it's not a case of we mm. didn't make the most of it it's a case of we are amongst the losers and we've done something quite harmful quite bad so it is really a case of there is still a chance when this goes out on the radio there's still two three days and yeah, allah's mercy is infinite he is the most merciful the most forgiving, the most gracious. So, you know, go into it with the intention of that. I'm not perfect. I've made mistakes, but Allah still forgive me for it. Forgive me for everything. So, you know, we, we, we do that with an open heart and inshallah, you know, we, we make the most of it and we're newborn babies at the end of it. Inshallah. Mm. It's important that we still have that conversation with Allah that, you know, you never just sort of, settle and just think yeah you've done enough i think you just need to continually keep having that conversation with allah keep asking allah to have mercy on you and forgive you for your sins and you know the, and in the last with the last 10 nights and everything there's so many things you could still be doing to push yourself and do the a few extras um pay your sadaqal fitr pay like, a lot of people that i know uh, last week we talked about sort of culture and whatnot and i remember years ago that people i mean i think people still do it now they sort they pay the fitr uh, like on the day, on Eid day, they'd walk in and they'd want to pay. It. It's like, why? Like, it's, it's surely it's too late now. And you know, the Prophet yeah. he said that, look, um, it's it's an obligation on you to pay, and it, it purifies the fasting uh, fasting person from any um, any uh, indecent act of speech, and it's a source of feeding the poor. So why would you leave it till sort of the last day to do it when it's going to be near impossible to fulfil that? Very good point. Very good point. I actually spent today yeah. going through all those things that you just mentioned and I was calculating my zakat and d j just kind of doing my annual financial type checkup and you know, from a deen perspective.
so the Zakatul Fitr as well, um, or Fitrana or Sadaqatul Fitr, yeah, all the same thing. It's a certain amount that we need to give before Eid day. Um, and then that needs to be distributed um, on Eid day or by Eid day. So um, all these things have to be done. So just while you're doing your worship, don't forget some of these things. Don't forget about zakat, which if you have more than the, the nisab is what about seven hundred pound at the moment, three four hundred. Yeah, I heard of somebody said on the radio the other day. I think they said about somewhere in the region of three to four hundred pounds. Okay, so so slightly gone off at a bit of a tangent, but you know, d d don't forget your zakat in these final mm. ten days yeah. as well. The nisab is three four hundred pound. The nisab is a threshold where if you hold more than three four hundred pound for over a year then you have to pay zakat two and a half percent on anything that is zakatable okay so whatever it is you know your savings um and, and there's a lot of thick around that but you have to pay two and a half percent on those assets that you own that are zakatable so all that needs to be done as well mm -hmm. but so it, yeah yeah I, I normally have last 10 days and i know a lot of other people also do this in the final 10 days so just don't forget about all these other things as well where you can amplify that reward that you get in these last 10 nights inshallah a question I on think... that then okay, sorry if you don't mind me just quickly asking hamza on something do you know like a lot of people and i've noticed as well they pay their zakat in the last 10 nights and whatnot um obviously if you're holding back paying your zakat so you can for the last 10 nights and obviously if something happens to you is that something you'd be accountable for because let's say yeah. you could pay your zakat earlier, but you're choosing not to because you're waiting for the last 10 nights, and which I know a lot of people do. And I always wondered, oh, is that something you'd be held accountable because potentially you didn't um, pay zakat when you had the opportunity to do so? So, I mean, I can't give you the, you know, the long bearded. Mm. Yeah. Oh, man, that's, not, yeah, that's the one I wanted. That's the one I wanted. <laughs> but, 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 I mean, I can sort of give you a common sense answer mm. to it. Um, and, and, and that's no, you can't delay it. Um, really, what should happen is the first time you pay zakat, you should aim to pay it um, in the last 10 nights. Then after that, it's just annually you do it. Um, and, and, and it has to be by the lunar calendar as well. Yeah, that's a good point. So, Ramadan is an easy way to remember. So um, really the first time you do it, you should do it immediately. Okay. Um, and then you can then do it. So as an example, if, you, you know, if you're 19, 20 years old and you start working and you realize you have to pay zakat or you could be a lot older and it's around December time, fine. You calculate it, you pay it in December and then you can pay it again um, if, if you want to, if you choose to, um, you can pay it in Ramadan or you could just wait a year from when you paid it the first time in around December time okay but remember it has to be the lunar calendar okay yeah you can get a lot of um, conversions can't you from Gregorian to lunar calendar um, through apps or probably even built into your mobile phone's calendar as yeah. well so just remember when you do pay it remember the islamic date that's the way to do it and then the next year um on that islamic date you need to pay it um you can do it in the interim or in the final 10 nights and then you can use that as your new date um so that that's kind of how i did it many 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 years ago now 
you guys mm. do you guys pay you know the fitr and the zakat through like family or through like the friend the masjid or do you guys do it online you know a lot of people for those listening um i mean i, I used to go online do, yeah same i go on my welfare trust um i've always used their website and i always thought they were pretty good yeah i mean i i, I Year by year, I usually jump around between one place to other, depending on what's going on, and I don't know, just whatever comes up first, I guess. Um, but I mean, the point you mentioned earlier about paying zakat. Personally, I I don't like to wait till Ramadan because I don't see it as a, a deed I'm doing per se. It's more I'm fulfilling an obligation, and that money is rightfully belonging to somebody else. Who fulfills the criteria of you know being a recipient of that so therefore i shouldn't hold on to it that's, that's just the way i see it. i don't know if that's the way it comes from a ficky point of view but that, that's a very good point and, and just to be clear as well i mean we're kind of tiptoeing around it saying we're not scholars or anything but the the, the um the fic around it and the rules around it are widely available yeah They're widely yeah. available and and, and yeah we, we should have a pretty good grasp of it it could be very technical things like Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, where there may be some new questions, which we may not know. But things like, you know, business assets and whatever it is, those things, mm. that knowledge is widely available because we need it. You're not going to go to a big bearded scholar or Molvi every time you need to do your zakat. You should have that level of knowledge um, because you need it for yourself. We've got um, the available resources to do ourselves like yourself, haven't we? Absolutely. And actually, Rahil, your point, very good point. Um, not paying the, the zakat when it is due is haram for you to do. And to pay in the final 10 nights is just something where you get some extra reward. So really, you don't want to, if it's easier and you just pay on that date and it's outside of Ramadan, just, just stick to that date. Just stick to that date. If you don't want to make the adjustment, um, you, you do need to pay it. Um, a year after that you can't just wait yeah if it's think, been longer than a year i think one interesting contrast between you know the normal zakat and fitrana zakat fitr um that just kind of came to mind is the fact that zakat has prerequisites you know you mentioned the nisab you have to hit that nisab before it becomes an obligation on you whereas fitrana it's upon every household member even if you've just had a newborn baby the day before then it's still payable and and i think in my head at least that just kind of elevates the importance of making sure you do get that in yes yeah so uh, absolutely every muslim man woman child elderly you you have to pay um fitrana for that I remember when I was younger. I did, uh, yeah, when I was younger, I didn't realize you had to pay anything like that. Thing is, uh, our parents would just do it. They would just pay the masjid or whatever. And if you weren't very educated Islamically, you wouldn't even know that's something that happens and that needs doing. It's only as you get a bit older and you start learning, like, wow, okay, my dad's been paying. My dad, um, a few years ago, actually, I remember my dad paid. I don't even live in the same house. <laughs> I live in a different house. My, I've got my own kids and everything. My dad paid for Trana for me. And I was like, dad, why are you doing I've paid it already. I've done it for my myself, my wife, my kids and everything. Why are you doing it? It's just, it's an old habit that he's got, like, you know, just paying on behalf of all of his kids and stuff. I was like, yeah, you don't have to do that anymore, dad. <laughs> it's all right. At the very least, a good answer, isn't it? <laughs> At least. <laughs> Alhamdulillah. I guess you know that's more money towards those who need it as well. 
what was interesting about the um about fitrana zakatul fitr sadaqatul fitr yeah all of it being the same thing um was that there's actually four different types um sort of four uh not conditions but four different metrics that can be used so this for example i think uh, x amount of wheat i think barley is one i don't remember the other two but raisins I, I, and I, dates is it is it raisins and dates <laughs> well, no sorry I, you know what I, I, i'm not I, i'm on on my welfare trust website okay i only discovered that about three four years ago i just found yeah, it I didn't fascinating know that yeah I, I i just found it really fascinating because up until about probably about eight nine years ago it was just something that your parents would always do mm. and you, you you just don't realize i think with yeah. my kids I think with my kids, it'd probably be a rite of passage. You know that. I think say to them when they get to, well, you know, whenever they bring home their first paycheck, say to them, oh, "Yeah, you can pay your own." <laughs> yeah, no, that's really good. How else are they going to learn, isn't it? If you don't pass that torch on, as it were, um, yeah. Then, you know, actually, if you said it becomes almost a tradition where the the elders do it without passing it on, maybe, and so in some cases, because they haven't been taught, people forget about it um, and I think you know with the complexity of it going against the lunar calendar because sometimes cause a bit of confusion as well can't it mm. so, so do, do we need to give another reminder because there's literally anybody listening to this on the radio there's gonna be two three days and literally everyone listening to this needs to pay it well, well, well hold on let me rephrase that anybody Muslim listening to this needs to pay it <laughs> Um, so either make sure that your parents have done it or whatever, just make sure that that has been paid and pay as soon as possible. Mm. Um, you, you can do it online. You can arrange for it to be distributed back home in sort of quotation marks, wherever that is. Mm. But that, that needs to be done. Mm. it's just as important as fasting and it doesn't cost a lot either i mean as you mentioned it you know it's split into sort of four uh, categories of what you can pay i mean it says wheat here is a three pound 30 per person barley works out to be five pound 30 per person raisins is 17 pounds 50 per person and dates is 19 pound 10 so i think most of our families and even the much they do it around the five pound to seven pound mark yeah that's one of the things i used to wonder about like how come one Muslim is saying, oh, your, your fitrana is three pounds, and some people even go down as two pounds, two pounds fifty, whereas others are saying four, five, six pounds. But it's like you said, you know, it depends on what commodity they're basing yeah, it on. That's right, and the weight of but, it as well. But also the region. So which country you're doing it on, mm, the value yes. of that might be different. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, 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 and that's how I found out about the four categories as well a few years ago was through I, I wonder why it's so different why does it vary so much master mask that's because master, no. master some people are I, I, I think the stronger one of those because my local mosque and um many of the sort of local mosques use the uh barley one so around yeah, five right, pound yeah. mark yeah. Five, so, yeah. so i'm sure there's you know a ficky reason for that some somebody with a big beard could answer but i think it's probably maybe um, to make it more affordable so that everyone can afford to pay i guess if it's a lot more expensive then maybe there will be some people i'll say they can't afford to pay for the whole family for example or something like that i don't know i mean i'm guessing my, ge my guess is, is an opinion that says yeah. the 
I'm, I'm, I'm guessing because the wheat one is cheaper, isn't it? It's around three pound thirty. So mm. if it was cost, it'd be that one. So I think. Yeah, and I guess if they were if they were doing it on that basis, then you could ask the question: Okay, why not list all four commodity options, and then whoever can afford more and yeah. wants to give more, they have that yeah. option as well. And the, the same discussion happens with the sub, doesn't it, for zakat as well? Like whether you pay it on the gold or on the silver. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. I've always just kind of gone with the head thought of whichever one is lower. Just to kind of cover myself, because you know it's only two point five percent of your wealth, isn't it? And I think the fact that you're um, you've, you've hit the criteria for a, for paying zakat means you've got excess wealth. So I don't think it should be that much of an issue, really. And and most people are going to be above either nisab, so it is highly unlikely you're going to be between the gold and the silver in terms of assets. Most people are going to be above. Um, both of those yeah so it doesn't matter which one you use cool so we've been kind of digressed a little bit onto Zagad but I think it was uh, very beneficial um, for all five of our listeners <laughs> <laughs> maybe no, no, <laughs> already no one extra. <laughs> they might already know about Zagad for all we know <laughs> you never know um, obviously the, the, the conversation started around the end of Ramadan, uh, and naturally, what follows on from Ramadan is is Eid. You know, you've got a few about five minutes left, four minutes left. Um, you guys looking forward towards Eid? You got any plans for Eid? Uh, it's going to be probably very different to what we normally expect, with again the government guidelines and social distancing. But do you guys have any plans? Any ideas what you might be doing? No, not really, honestly. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, my mom and dad are expecting me to go around to the house, so um, we'll probably, if the, hopefully, inshallah, the weather will be nice. We'll spend it in the garden because obviously that's mm. that's the rules, isn't it, and regulations and whatnot. So, um, going to the garden, our parents, we we buy presents for the kids, so mm. we usually give presents to the kids in the morning. And normally, we as a family would go to the masjid. I don't think that's going to happen. I think it'll probably just be myself. Going for Eid Salah. I remember last year I, I um, can't remember what did I think I did Eid Salah at home. Uh, even though some people are saying that you shouldn't really be doing Eid Salah at home, I think I just ended up doing it at home. Yeah, um, I remember actually there was um, there was a big a, discussion a, about whether a, you should be a, doing it or not. Yeah, I think some say I know you should substitute with Lord, and others say yeah. you can still pray it at home. I mean, uh, but that the masjids were closed back then, though, wasn't it? Mm. Um, this time around, they'll be open. So, um, it, uh, inshallah, I do plan to go for Eid Salah, um, but just probably without the family and the kids this time around. Yeah, well, I mean, if social distancing is still in place, then although not completely, but still partially, we're going to have that mm. same problem where not everybody can attend the masjid yeah. uh, for adhering to social distancing. Oh, I just, um, just realised it's going to be quite weird though because after Eid, the natural thing you do is get up and start hugging brothers. So yeah. I, I was just wondering like, how that interaction will go. People, I'm guessing people, some people just still do it with the masks on and whatnot. But I feel like it's just a, it's such an automatic response. After you finish the prayer, you get up, you do the duas, you get up and you go give hugs to families and friends and other brothers in the masjid. Now it's just like, oh, elbow or just a wave, walk <laughs> out. <laughs> So I didn't really think, sorry, it just came to me now, just thinking that must be 
I wonder if some massages might take that point on board and maybe even decide not to do Isla again, potentially, you know, because of the risks that could come from that. But for, for me, I, th- I think it's going to be pretty similar to last year where I didn't see all my family, just, you know, the initial, immediate family um, and just spend the time there, really. There's not going to be much difference to last year, I don't think. I mean, I've got quite uh, a lot of family here and not, so we used to, dr- uh, we drove around to everyone's house and just sort of like a doorstop visit just gave us around said Eid Mubarak and stuff yeah um, that was all we could really do to be honest it, it was a bit strange doing it but it'll probably be the same thing this time around inshallah if we've got a bit of time go around and just do doorstop visits well I think we're almost at the end of our time now um, so you've been listening to the verbal outpost um, if you do want to drop us a comment feel free to do so. Leave us your thoughts, your comments. You can send us an email, verbaloutpost at outlook.com. But uh, this is us concluding. So, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi